Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hello and welcome to another episode of Reach, everyone. I'm your host, founder and CEO of Maven Recruiting Group, Jessica Van. And today I have the distinct pleasure of spending time in the studio with Curtis Casella, who is currently the Senior Marketing Manager at Abnormal Security. Welcome, Curtis. Thank you so much for having me. I it's, really appreciate this. Yeah, it's great to have you. Um, for those who don't know, Abnormal Security is a next-generation email security platform that protects enterprise from business email compromise. And Curtis is just telling me that some of these attacks have resulted in the most catastrophic financial losses for corporation. So yeah. um, your your product and your company is basically safeguarding against future attacks of that nature. Exactly, exactly. Seems pretty useful. <laughs> <laughs> so before you think that we've gone off the rails here by having a marketing professional on our show, rest assured that prior to becoming a marketing manager, Curtis had a long and accomplished career as an executive assistant and chief of staff. Starting at Expanse, Curtis served as a chief of staff to the founder and CEO there, Tim Junio, yep. and was eventually promoted to the event marketing manager. And ultimately, he was the senior event marketing manager there. So prior to his role at Expanse, he also worked as an executive assistant in venture capital. And he was even an EA at Bain & Company uh, based in South Africa for part of his tenure there, which yeah. is such a cool, fun fact about you. It's something I love I love about your history. <laughs> um, and today, Curtis is going to share how his role as an executive assistant and chief of staff allowed him to explore and really discover opportunities in the marketing realm that ultimately led him to transition his career to that space. So to start us off, can you walk us through what your role as a chief of staff at Expanse entailed and specifically how it touched marketing? Yeah. So the chief of staff, um, w when I was there, I was the first chief of staff at Expanse and we were like a company of 25 employees, I think, um, at the time. And so I was working with a CEO who had never had an assistant before, so didn't really know what that what that was like. And um, we were so early stage that we were still figuring a lot of things out, which meant that I ended up giving, getting to have my hands in a lot of different things. So like first there was the, the, the basic things, um, you know, calendars, uh, expenses, you know, time management. Um, and, then, and then I started uh, stepping up and doing like project management for the CEO and um, oversaw some of the like operations in terms of like the office staff. And um, really I think what, um, the biggest thing was we we would plan these um, annual um, team offsites mm. or twice annual actually, um, and um, that was something that I took the lead on. And um, it's something that um, I mean, it's there's so much involved. And so prior to that, when I worked at another company called um, Prosper, which um, uh, where I was an EA to the chief um, revenue officer. Um, I had planned the sales kickoffs, and so it just seemed like a natural fit for me to take that on at um, at Expanse. 
um, so many moving parts, um, lots of presentations, you know, had to bring in um, folks to do like team building activities, coordinating with the hotels, all of that. Um, and so I, you know, I was doing those probably planned like four or five over the course of the time that I was the chief of staff. Um, and then just like random other things where I was very fortunate in that um, Tim, the the CEO, was was very good at, at bouncing things off of me and for some reason, like valued my opinion, which I'm... Uh, for some reason, <laughs> I can't imagine why with all of your accolades and <laughs> credentials. <laughs> so I was, yeah. I, I like, I, I had the opportunity to, um, you know, provide feedback on some of the messaging, um, like we were doing some early PR work and then... Um, you know, after after the election happened in 2016, we or Expanse did a lot of government business, and so we were invited to things where, you know, we're a San Francisco-based company. You know, a lot of people that are working at Expanse are a little bit more progressive, and you know, we had um, the administration reach out a couple of times. And uh, one of the things that I remember was was giving you know giving feedback on whether or not we should accept an invitation to the White House and, and sending some pretty extensive notes that I thought it wasn't a good idea. I thought it was like regardless of um, political leanings, I just didn't think it was good for the company. And so like having the opportunity to step up as more than just, um, you know, someone who does day to day tasks, but can look at things um, from a larger, uh, broader perspective was um was really nice. And then we started building out the marketing team. And because I'd had a background, you know, within the company and, and just in general in planning events. And, and the other thing is, I, I um, prior to joining Expanse, I also produced a web series. And that's very similar to like event planning. It's just top to bottom. Everything that I was doing was um, uh, putting on this, this show, um, and then doing all the marketing that happened after that. Um, so our chief marketing officer came to me and asked me if I would help with some of the marketing events that we were doing, the field events. And um, yeah, I just started running with that and then made the transition completely into that into that role, um, which was uh, really exciting. And because we were such a, I mean, it's a startup life because we're such a small team, um, you naturally have your hands in, in lots of other things. So um, yeah, that was kind of the, the way that this got started. It was it was a circuitous. It was, um, you know, it was actually something that I had wanted to do. Like mm -hmm. I'd, I'd been planning to to move into marketing, mm. um, and wasn't sure whether I would have the opportunity to do that at Expanse or whether I would. I was actually considering going and getting an MBA and and then making the move then. And um, thank God I didn't have to do that because that saved me, you know, hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel very fortunate that um, that that's taken me on to um, further further into my career as a um, in marketing. Nice. So it sounds like it started with the the physical marketing, right? Yeah. Um, like the the when I say physical, let me clarify the event marketing space of so like the tactical, tangible. Um, marketing related events. Exactly. Your role now is not necessarily that though. Yeah. So now I, so, so I, you know, started doing field events and that was my, my focus. And then at Expanse, I, I stepped back and did a little bit more program management okay. um, and, and um, a little bit of like overseeing just general marketing campaigns. Um, and now at Abnormal, I see, I oversee uh, pretty much everything on the demand, demand generation marketing side, um, which is, we're like 
again, a very small team, a team of three. And um, so it, 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 I was very fortunate in that, uh, again, like, um, you know, having good relationships with people up and down the company, mm-hmm. um, I, they trusted me to, to take on these things. The one other thing also that I, I, I for, forgot to mention was um, at Expanse, we, we, you know, we plan to do some like explainer videos and we plan to do some other things with marketing. Um, and, you know, I, I, I would like raise my hand and say, hey, I, I'm, I'm happy to take this on. Um, and I think that proactivity, um, I mean, you know, we're working in, in, a, in a startup world, so you're typically surrounded by people who have that proactivity. But just showing the willingness, I think, to take that on was, was really helpful. You know, writing the script and suggesting how we might tackle it, um, I think just, I think showed, um, you know, the, the leadership there that, um, that it was something that I was interested in and something that I wanted to do. Absolutely. I mean, it, it clearly like the initiative and the confidence and the willingness to step outside of your quote-unquote job description um, yeah. was pretty instrumental, it sounds like, in facilitating your your growth and the opportunities that came from it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You hear about these rotational programs or rotational MBAs or things like that where people have the opportunity to sit with different departments. And um, would you agree that the EA role can really be kind of a discovery role and an opportunity to gain exposure to other parts of the business? And, you know, if if you do agree with that, you know, how do you see that um, happening for an EA. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and I think part of it is just because you are privy to some of the things in the organization that, um, that no one else is. And so you can see, you know, in my time in South Africa, um, my time at Expanse and, and other companies, like, um, you are uniquely situated to see where there are gaps or where there are issues or where there are things that need to be done to improve the organization. Um, and so, so because of that, you, you, like I, I had the opportunity to step up in a lot of places. Um, I'm just like randomly in South Africa, um, because we were in, in Africa, like we had our, uh, we worked for a consulting firm where, where people flew a lot and not all African airlines are the safest airlines to fly on. So we had a list of, the, you know, safe airlines to fly on, but those didn't fly everywhere. And we started push, sending people to another country that um, they were flying uh, an airline that were something to happen, our insurance wouldn't cover it because it wasn't on that approved list. And I, you know, I saw that, I raised my hand and I like, actually, I don't even think I raised my hand. I just like reached out to our consultant and I was like, hey, I need you to evaluate this airline that people are flying on so we know whether um, we're going to be covered. And that's something that I would not have seen were I not an EA, were I in any other position. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't have known about this the safe airlines list. I wouldn't have known about the insurance implications. I wouldn't have had these discussions with mm-hmm. the managing director. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think um, for, for me especially, it was it was a role where I think there are some people who who do enjoy sort of that that career as an EA, but for me, I think um, a like if it's if it's something where you're you're in the role but you're looking to move into other places, um, the way I I kind of viewed it was the work that I'm doing is in partnership with the the managers or the you know executives that I'm mm-hmm. supporting. Um, when I would go into interviews, I would describe it as like you know they're the pilots and I'm the air traffic controller. Like it's it, there's give and take. It's not just it's it, to be a successful EA. You need to be able to say, 
um, not know, but know, but here, here's what else we can do. Like acting as a thought leader um, mm-hmm. along with them. And so I think it, it uniquely positions you, especially because you have this visibility, not just into what's happening in the company, but because the executives have the visibility into you and what you're capable of doing right. to raise your hand when you do want to switch into something else and or, or you see something that intrigues you and jump on that opportunity. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I've overseen EA teams in my, pa- in, in my past career, and I loved it when um, when the EAs that were working for me would tell me that they were interested in something or, um, like, wanted to move their career in a particular direction because it really helped me to sort of direct them in that direction and advocate for them as well. Right. Um, and I feel very fortunate that I've had those advocates um, in my own career too. And, you know, it's led me to, to the place that I am now where mm-hmm. I'm like really um, tackling challenges that I, you know, hoped that I would get to, t- mm-hmm. to tackle, but, mm-hmm. but you know, you never know what, what, where life is going to take you. So right. I feel very fortunate. Yeah. How did South Africa come about? I mean, speaking of opportunities that can kind of present themselves as an executive assistant and sort of seizing the moment, how did that come about? Yeah. So um, it's kind of... Because you're not South African. I'm not South African. I am born in <laughs> For California. For those who couldn't tell by his accent. <laughs> I wish I had a South African accent. Right. I've tried and people have told me, please stop. <laughs> it's, it's getting offensive. <laughs> <laughs> there there. are yeah. Well, okay, so I was working for um, a consulting firm in New York, and I was there for like a year and a half, and admittedly, I I hated New York, <laughs> um, and I was really struggling, and I... I, you know, being born in California, I'm used to like good weather and mm-hmm. New York definitely doesn't have that. And when I was there, I think we had like a hurricane, two blizzards, <laughs> there was an earthquake. Um, and just, you know, I was early in my career. I, I had just graduated from college. It was the middle of the recession. And so um, I felt I felt kind of like a little bit trapped. And um, I had just been there for a year, and I made friends with a couple of people that were in the global mobility department for the consulting firm. And one of them reached out to me. This is like this is why, you know, every time somebody talks about networking, I'm like, Ugh, I hate networking. But but networking is really more than just networking. It's like I I reached out to these people because I liked them and we were friends and we hung out, and that that is what networking is, and that gave me the opportunity. They 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 saw there was an opening for a uh, a role to sort of like um, build a training program for the admin staff in in the Bain South Africa office, um, and they were running into issues. There were like cultural issues. Um, there were a lot of transfers from the executive team that were there, that were there, and South Africa is. Um, just a, it's a slower culture. So the global mobility team, my friend in that team reached out and said like, Hey, um, would you be willing to do this? And, or would you, would you be interested in applying? And it was a um, pretty extensive process. And I honestly didn't think that I would get it. Um, and, um, like I think I applied around, uh, I remember it was around Thanksgiving. And then by the end of like middle of December, they were like, okay, well, you're flying out. You got it. You're flying out at the beginning of January. So pack your bags, get ready to go. Um, And it was supposed to be a six month transfer. um, And, you know, I I was like, how many opportunities am I going to get to um, to travel to a country for six months, all expenses paid? Um, And 
I just I fell in love with the the country, the office, the the people that I was working with, uh, and ended up staying there for two years um, before wow. I came back. No kidding. I went from oh. like I I was support so I. Uh, built built sort of like the admin training program, like diagnosed what some of the issues were, um, started to see, um, uh, you know, a marked change in, in the way that the, the team was um, performing, which was really cool. Um, uh, it was also really difficult because like here I was coming from the New York office. Um, like the EAs were actually really good in the South African office. It was just like a lot of disconnect between um, the ways that the partners expected things to work mm-hmm. um, and the ways that the EAs could actually do things because we were working with customers that like, I remember someone telling me that they used to work at a bank and if you responded to an email in a week, that was considered like prompt. prompt. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so like the issues weren't that the EAs weren't performing. It was that like they couldn't move faster. And so right. there was a lot of expectation and level setting that we had to do. Um, in addition to just like being cognizant of the the um, perception um, uh, amongst the EA staff, and so um, the reason why I ended up staying on longer was because we had a managing director there who I think I was there for like six months, and he went through three EAs, and then um, and then I started supporting him, and he was like a very very difficult person to support, um, but. Like, I don't usually think of myself as someone with thick skin, like, uh, but uh, but I was able to just like ignore some of the some of the things that that were could be more difficult. Um, and also, he was just like once you once you gained the trust, fr- uh, once I gained his trust, like he was um, an amazing person to, to to work with and to support. And um, um, I, I considered staying there longer um, and moving into like an operational role yeah. at, at the company. But um, after two years there, I was I was ready to come back. Yeah, home, so. yeah. But what a great illustration of the opportunities that can manifest yeah. by one, you know, obviously being a, a solid employee, creating a good brand for yourself, a good reputation, that's that's paramount, right? Yes, nothing would yes. Nothing would come if that wasn't already understood as the foundation. But, I mean, how amazing is that? Like yeah. this, I mean, that's just one, one foray that, you know, opened up to you and was an extension of your work as an EA that took you in a completely different path and, and a life-changing path. I mean, that's just, it's amazing. It is um it is one of the greatest experiences of my life, and I feel so fortunate to have gotten an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that it, it just shows you, yeah, that especially as EAs, we have, I think sometimes we think of EAs as like, you're, you're, you know, you're in this place and time supporting this one person. And um, I, like I said, like, I, I see it as a partnership. I see it as, um, it's a difficult role. It is like high stress, low control. Um, and when, when you, when you can do it and when you can show people that you can do it, like there are so many opportunities that open up to you. Um, and people like people really appreciate it. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, you know, if it, if it, this is something that you are interested in, you should jump at those opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like the growth that I went through Mm -hmm. in, um, you know, I was like three years out of college, two years, two years out of college. Um, the growth that I went through made me into, like it, it really did set me up for um, my career now. Had yeah. I not, had I not, you know, taken that leap of faith and, yeah. and jumped into the work that I did in South Africa, yeah. I 
not saying that I, you know, wouldn't have eventually made a move into a, you know, a different career path, but I think it would have been more difficult. I would have been more uncertain about myself. Um, and I, it, it probably would have taken me a lot longer. Yeah. I love that. Even if you don't want to move into another career, like if EA, EA work is like, like really something that, that, that you love. Um, I think taking, taking those opportunities also, um, it, it made me a better EA and it also, um, I'm sh- I like I don't know for sure you you Jessica probably know better because you you know you heard feedback from people um as I was interviewing but I wouldn't be surprised if like the fact that that was something that happened that was on my resume was something that opened a lot of doors for me um for other EA roles. Oh, I'm I'm certain of that. I mean, I think anytime you can demonstrate your ability to assimilate to a completely different set of norms expectations, conditions. I mean, that 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 flexibility and that ability to adjust and course correct and be fluid is so important to the EA position yes. that I think that nothing sums that up better than doing what you did, especially <laughs> at the age that you were. I mean, my goodness, like barely, barely, you know, <laughs> barely an initiate in, yeah. in, in the working world. I mean, that's crazy. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure that did. I'm sure that had, had an influence and how people received you. So you mentioned that you had always sort of had this desire to to transition into marketing. And at what point did you realize that you wanted to pivot from admin to marketing? And um, how do you think that, you, that what, what you learned as an EA supported that transition? So I will admit that um, <laughs> I was like a little bit, a little bit dense um, when it came to like this transition, um, uh, Tim, Tim, who had, had has been a huge advocate for me throughout, you know, my post, well, my expanse career, my post expanse career, the CEO of, of expanse. Um, he, we had like multiple check-ins where he was like, I really, I, I want you to think about what's, what the next steps are, because like, you know, you need to, you could, you could be a chief of staff forever, but, but you know, is that what you want? And, um, I, did some serious thinking um, about that. And one of the reasons why I think I was a little bit more dense was because I, I do a lot of things to keep myself, um, like I do a lot of side projects that, that sort of like keep it, um, keep me occupied and keep me um, inspired. Um, and so, you know, having the stability in my career was was really, really nice because it meant that I could take on these side projects. But, you know, I had these conversations with Tim where, um, he, he he was like, I really want you to think about, you know, what the next steps are. And then the chief marketing officer joined and he, um, I remember having a conversation with him where he was like, hey, do you know anybody who could, who could like do event marketing? And I, I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I probably do. Let me, let me reach out to them to see if they're interested. <laughs> and he was like, okay, but it was like, like, you could almost see him roll his eyes. He was like, okay, but do you know anyone who could do event marketing? Right. And after I after I'd reached out to a couple of people and they were like, oh, no, I'm kind of good in my my career. He was like, okay, I'm, I was actually asking you. Right. Um, <laughs> and um, so I took it on sort of as like a on a I was still chief of staff and then took on the, the this event marketing um, role. So so really it was it was like I think it was you know Tim Tim the CEO's advocacy for me mm. that that pushed me in this direction. Um, which, you know, is not, I I wish that I could say that I had been a little bit more, um, better at, at, at like 
seizing that opportunity for myself, but it, it really was, um, you know, building that, that advocate and that champion for me within the organization. Um, that was the, the biggest thing. Um, and then, uh, especially with, with field marketing, um, we would, we would put on, I want to say it was like, so I was a field marketing team of one, um, my first year, I think we probably put on 30 to 40 events over the course of the year. Like sometimes there were multiple events in one week and, um, these are expensive. And so you, like, you can't mess anything up or that's like tens of thousands of dollars that you've wasted. So there's all of the prep that goes into it, the actual event itself, which I would, I would, um, go to a lot of these events. Um, and then, and then the most important thing was like the follow-up afterwards. Mm -hmm. And if any of those went wrong, you just wasted a bunch of money. Um, and so I, I had like learned how to handle uh, all of these moving parts being an EA. Um, you know, when I was, uh, working as an EA in New York, I had, I think I supported like between five and six, um, managers in, in the consulting at the consulting company. Um, and so like, I had to come up with a system to, to like track all of the things that were coming in, make sure that I was knocking out the tasks that I needed to also could like take some time to step back and, and like look at the, the bigger picture and the longer term projects and how these all were all fitting in and like, oh, maybe there are things that I could let slip because they're not quite as important or like not important at all. Um, and then also sort of mm. like... So your prioritization skill set yeah. was, which clearly you have to master as an EA, yes. but also your ability to task manage and juggle... And time manage. And time manage yeah. a million different things. Exactly. Um, all of that was just absolutely essential for, for moving into this role. Um, and, and I think a huge part of it is like, I, you know, as an EA, I think a lot of us know we get a lot of requests or a lot of like, there are a lot of unspoken things that, that, that we need to do or spoken things where you're like, oh, that's, that's what he, the, you know, that's what my executive says that he wants. But based on my experience, that's not really what, what I should be doing. And so being able to sort of like read between the lines and understand what the actual intentions were behind um, some of the, the tasks that were thrown at me was really important also for field marketing because, you know, we, we would get, we, I would get requests or like things that, that people wanted to do. And, and it was a huge part of it was drilling down on what actually, what actually were people trying to achieve? Um, Cause maybe it wasn't, you know, I would get a lot of people that would say like, oh, I want to attend this event. And, you know, it's like a $40,000 event. Well, we don't have that in the budget. What is it that you really want? You want you want some way to support your pipeline. Well, I can do that in a lot of other ways than attending this event. Mm -hmm. um, so so like, yeah, having having that background was really, mm -hmm. really essential. Mm -hmm. And the relationship right. building, like, uh, you know. As EAs, we rely on so many other people to, to do, get our work done. Um, and in marketing, definitely, I um, definitely rely on, on so many people to make sure that I'm doing my job. Yeah. How can EAs, almost like, how can EAs have a more expansive view of their abilities? And I think that sometimes um, people can feel sort of siloed or... Uh, boxed yeah. by I, I have this set of responsibilities and I'm really good at you know tasks A through F I have a lot of experience in that but in the case of yourself it's like you were able to take those abilities and skills and you were able to transfer them and translate them to an entirely different 
realm, and that t- completely made sense. I mean, it's very, it's very logical that the skills that you mastered as an EA could transition you um, to the field marketing and event marketing realm um, as as they did. So I think maybe just some some encouragement around how can you. How can EAs dream a bigger dream for themselves, and what are ways that they might be able to reimagine their their futures based upon what they've developed a mastery over? Yeah. So uh, one of the ways that I was able to do that was, um, I mean, this was particularly at Expanse because I was the the chief of staff to the CEO. So I, I had meetings with people in various departments to just like check on any any issues that they were running into any blockers like how can i make your job easier and and just making sure that i was like understanding the status of how things were going so i could hopefully highlight issues that were arising to my ceo um before they became issues that were like too far along to Mm -hmm. be fixed but one of the things that resulted from that was i was building relationships with all of these executives um and and just like individual contributors across the company in different departments where um, like I, they could identify some of the things that I was doing that were applicable to different areas in the company um, and could advocate for me as well. And, um, and also like, I think it's easy for us to get lost in, in our own, you know, you, you kind of have tunnel vision on all the things you have to do, like things can be so busy. And so to have this sort of outside person who who's like, oh, you're really good at that, you know, you know where else we could use that skill set, mm. it would be this department. Mm. Um, and for me, that was, um, you know, the the chief marketing officer who like yeah. really really highlighted that for me. Yeah. Um, or like, I would have, um, you know, just like you know, I, I worked really closely with some of the recruiters, and so they would they would highlight things that that were like either things that were skill sets that that um, were strengths of mine or yeah. areas that, that I could work on if that was a direction that I wanted to yeah. go in. Yeah. Um, it almost feels like you've had these guardian angels in your career that have sort of like uh, observed you and helped you to reimagine your possibilities. You know, as we're thinking about our careers, I think we want to feel like we have some sort of agency in mm-hmm. in, in the direction that our career takes, mm-hmm. and I think we do in how well we how well we we um, you know perform in our current roles, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know just advocating for ourselves mm-hmm. in the directions that we want to go. But um, I didn't. I don't think I fully understood how important it is to cultivate these. I don't even want to say like a network because it was really mm-hmm. friendships that yeah. that enabled me to to move into my career where um, that was the agency that I was presenting. I was right. or, or building. It was I was um, building these friendships with people all around the company and in other companies as well um, that um, that helped me to advance in my career. Yeah, I mean the reason why I'm at Abnormal is because I am incredibly close friends with. Um, someone who was on the marketing team who moved to Abnormal. And then we interviewed the person who is now my boss at Expanse. Uh um, And I just kept in touch with him after that because we like really hit it off. off. Um, And like I never in a million years would have imagined that that is something that would have led me um, further in my career. But it's all these little things that we do that um, that – and when I when people talk about this, I'm always like, it's like one other thing that I have to think about on top of my job is like, you know, keeping up with all of these people that I've touched. But I n- never thought about it that way because it just it was just, um, and and like 
it it just came naturally and and I say that too as a, like a very introverted person yeah I um I you know I like I love nothing more than going into my room at the end of the day and like listening to music or browsing yeah. the computer right and yet still as someone who you know is, doesn't tend to be as social as as a lot of other people and and I think like you know, we hear the extroverts, sure. you have to be, sure. we live in an extroverts world. Yes. Even then, I, um, just being genuine about it, like yeah. I was able to cultivate these relationships. I, no, I love that. And there's nothing, I think sometimes networking gets a bad rap yeah. because it's sort of like, oh, it's 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 inherently disingenuous because yes. you're doing it for a particular gain or a particular outcome. That wasn't the case with you. It's, yeah. I mean, and to your point, that's not your orientation. You were, you were nourishing these relationships because the there was something enjoyable about it and yeah. something that you were you know giving and receiving and so therefore it was completely authentic and and you know relationship building is not um is not necessarily like a means to an end or you know i don't think we i don't think we need to to kind of like put that yeah. stigma on it um i think it's just you know how you approached it was from a place of authenticity and sincerity and and that's that's really evident in how it's you know continued to reward you yeah yeah. So final question, um, which is in the history of the world, if you could support anyone, who would it be and why? I would be really interested in being an EA for like Steven Spielberg, actually, because mm. I think it combines some like a couple of my different interests mm -hmm. and the way that he interacts with people and like has so many things on his plate um, and just seems like a genuinely nice person. Yeah. Um, that that I think would be really interesting to me yeah, as well. I Plus, like that. getting to be on the film set, and <laughs> right, and the Oscars and movie previews, exactly. And... Just like minor, minor other additional little, benefits little yeah. for the for the introvert in you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, this has been really great. Thank you, Curtis, for I coming really on our program this. and sharing your recommendations for how EAs can imagine and reimagine their possibilities. And just hearing, you know, your story is just such a lovely and inspiring um, collection of opportunities. And, and so thank you for sharing those and sharing your, your path with us. And um, it was really a pleasure. Thank I, you. I really appreciate this. <laughs> I'm, I'm very humbled that you even asked me. So thank you. Reach is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. You can learn more about Maven at www.mavenrec.com. Mm -hmm.